it's one of the things that makes Joshua Fund unique and and, and it's so how eclectic yeah, it is trying to exactly serve and encourage and pray for people at every element of the political and financial and cultural spectrum hi and welcome to a very special episode of inside the epicenter podcast with joel rosenberg a podcast of the joshua fund a ministry dedicated to blessing israel and her neighbors in the name of Jesus. I'm Carl Muller, Executive Director of the Joshua Fund, and I'm joined with Joel Rosenberg here on the set of the Rosenberg Report, Joel's television program on TBN Network. Joel, this is great. Welcome and glad we're here together in Jerusalem. Yeah, welcome to you. And it's exciting to do another podcast right here uh, in Jerusalem and right here in person. We so rarely get to do podcasts in person. I know, exactly. And and today we're going to do a wrap-up of the year 2022, but yeah. we've got some very exciting news for people. Looking forward to the year 2023. You want to tell people what we're looking forward to? Absolutely. Uh, what's so exciting is that in 2023, to celebrate and to mark the 75th anniversary of the prophetic rebirth of the modern state of Israel back in 1948, we're going to be having the next Joshua Fund prayer and vision tour in the fall of 2023 in late November, and we'll give you the dates in just a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to come and walk where Jesus walked, to see where the apostles ministered, to see where the Bible was written, to see where Jesus ministered right here in the holy city of Jerusalem, as well as where he died and rose again, you'll see his empty tomb, and you'll see the very place where he's going to come back and reign over the entire world. What an amazing thing. And Josh Fun has done many of these educational tours over the years, but COVID, of course, uh, stopped the whole thing. And But what an exciting time for the 75th anniversary of, the again, the prophetic rebirth of the modern state of Israel yeah. to bring people in, not just, though, to celebrate and to get to know better what God is doing among Israeli Jews, but also among Palestinians. What is God's heart for them? What are the challenges they face? You know, we are a both-and ministry. It's what drew you to this ministry. It was what, uh, you know, it was central to for Lynn and me when we started it. It, we, it couldn't be just to one side or the other. And as many challenges as that brings to run a ministry, you're the one running it. Uh, so bless your heart. And I mean that literally, not the Texas way, which is, oh, you're a moron. No, I mean, I, I mean, bless your heart. That, that's a, it's a challenging thing, but I'm excited. And, uh, and I think this tour... Yeah, he's going to cap off an amazing Joshua Fun year, twenty twenty three. Yeah, it sure is, and and we look forward to that. And they're going to be hearing a lot more about what God is doing through the Joshua Fund when they come on the tour, and yeah. and we're going to look forward to that. But we we have a very special episode today. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of a look back at the year twenty twenty two, and of course, yeah. I, I I want to ask you a question. You know, if you could boil down the year twenty twenty two. In one word, what would it be, Joel? One word, my goodness. Uh, you know, I might need a hybrid word. <laughs> okay. um, I'll give you that. I think I would say post-COVID. Mm. So much of the last several years, even since you came on board two and a half years ago, has been uh, constrained by this global pandemic. And not just the economics and, of course, the health issues, but also the controversies within the church, within government, and the political uh, fight over how best to handle COVID and so forth. So I think we, we, we're coming out of that, though. I feel like 2022, we were able to reboot yeah. a lot of things that had been central 
elements of Joshua Fund ministry in the past that we couldn't do. I would say that the first or the most important one to me was being able to gather all the Israeli pastors and ministry leaders sure. and their wives, both Jewish and Arab, into our annual uh, retreat. We call it Preach the Word, uh, Shepherd the Flock. How can we encourage, refresh, mm. edify uh, the local leadership of the body here, but also not just on the Israeli side, on the Palestinian side as well, gathering almost all of the Palestinian pastors and ministry leaders and their spouses that there are, and some young people too. We just haven't been able to meet in person. But this was our 11th year, and we had done in the past, the last couple of years, you know, uh, virtually um, through video. But in fact, I recorded uh, some of those messages right here on the TBN set. But to be able to gather again, face-to-face, heart-to-heart, was so precious. And you got, this was your first time. You've been here two and a half years, and this was the first year you... Got in the country. Absolutely. How many times have you been in the country? I, I now? came five times. Five this times. Year. Okay, so, so you're definitely we're making, making up, up for lost time. time. Amen. Yeah. And, and actually, be part of I would, one of the flagship projects of how do we serve the servants? Yeah. And you got to be part of it. And um, so I think it was a, a, very much a year of rebooting mm. and 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 also making some some course corrections. How can we do better? in 2022 and beyond. How, what are some of the things that we learned sure. uh, over the last several years that uh, we needed to, you know, We took those lessons better. to yeah. heart. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I mean, for me, uh, Preach the Word was definitely one of the highlights for the year. You know, having that time of fellowship, both with the Israeli um, pastors and the Arab pastors, yeah. it was remarkable. But well, what are some of the other highlights of 2022 yeah. uh, from your perspective? Well, I would also say humanitarian relief. Seeing our Israeli uh, humanitarian relief division, they never had to stop because our people were considered essential services, right? So caring for the poor and needy during a time of economic shutdown, uh, they got to continue. But we've added some staff. I mean, you added some staff and even some expansion. We had Mm -hmm. some additional money come in that we were able to do some more. And I've been encouraged just to see, uh, of course, you and the board are in town for getting a chance to sort of sure. meet with partners. The board hasn't been here in the last several years to just pray with and hear from our, our leaders and our partners. So I think because there's been so much dislocation, so much pain, mm. um, yeah, there's a high-tech growth sector. That's wonderful. But when you're at the bottom of the economic rung and you've gone through the most difficult period sure. since the Great Depression, people are not able to bounce back that quickly. And um, so I think that's been very much on my heart. I will also talk about it. I'm sure we'll probably talk more about it, but God is opening up some crazy doors. We like to talk about audacious prayers or crazy prayers. Lord, would you open up this door or that door? We've seen doors open, uh, some of the delegation work. Um, You came on the first, uh, well, I've done seven delegations of evangelical leaders to Arab countries now, but this is the first one you were able to go on. Back in the spring, Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, and back here to Israel, meeting the top leaders oh in each of these countries, including the now uh, new, you know, newly uh, re-elected uh, Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah. So meeting with uh, ministry leaders, meeting with the poorest of the poor, uh, people yeah. who have no power and no resources, and then with the most powerful and the, and the game changers in the region. It's one of the things that makes Joshua Fund unique and and, and it's so how eclectic yeah, it is trying to exactly serve and encourage and pray for people at every element of the political and financial and cultural spectrum sure well we 
we're going we're gonna to talk a, a little bit later in the podcast about some of our uh, very memorable moments on this podcast as well. But I think that's one of the most things that stands out to me the most was that this year, having the opportunity to go back uh, to working on humanitarian aid issues with the, the poorest of the poor in Israel, the ones that we wanted to show the unconditional love of Jesus mm-hmm. to them, regardless of what they believe. Yeah. Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus would would just love unconditionally, and that's what we're called to do, being his hands and feet here. Mm -hmm. But also, at the very same year, to be able to sit literally with princes and palaces and to share the love of Jesus with kings and princes, it was remarkable. And I know Mm -hmm. that when we go back and and look at some of the things that we did this year and and part of the remaining part of this podcast, I think we're going to recall some of those incredible moments. But I want to take a quick break right now and make sure that uh, we give uh, our, our listeners the opportunity to, to pray with us as well. Our verse of the day today is found in Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And our prayer requests today are number one, to pray for those that have chosen to support the work of the Joshua Fund, that they would receive a special blessing in this end-of-year time. And second, to pray for the ministry partners of the Joshua Fund in the field here, that God would meet all of their needs in Christ Jesus. Well, Joel, we're back, and uh, I'm so thrilled that we get a chance to kind of look back and, yeah. and take that moment uh, that God has given us here to to kind of recall some of the things that that he's done yeah. through this podcast and through some other things. We've had some really interesting moments on this podcast over the year. What stands out to you? Well, I mean, if I wasn't saying post-COVID as one of the defining elements of this year, you'd have to say Vladimir Putin, <laughs> right? Because he changed everything uh, in March and, of course, in the buildup to his invasion of Ukraine. Now, you could say, well, what does that have to do with Israel and the Arab neighbors? Well, when, when one of the world's major nuclear superpowers starts to invade a country and just commit near genocide in that country, uh, it affects everybody. What makes me think specifically about our podcast was how much interest there was uh, at the time and in the months that followed. Is Vladimir Putin the biblical figure Gog? from Ezekiel 38 and 39. And there were some major figures in the United States and elsewhere in the Christian world that said, yes, that we're seeing Ezekiel 38 and 39 be set into motion. You and I said, well, I don't think there's enough data to draw that conclusion. We'd have to know a lot more. We'd have to see Putin build not just an alliance, which he is with Iran and the other countries mentioned in the prophecy, but literally start heading south from Moscow and bringing military forces through Lebanon, Syria. And we, we haven't seen that. I'm not saying it won't happen. Um, at some point, it's going to happen, whether it's Putin or not. I don't know. But I, I like the fact that we were able to take the podcast and over a course of several shows, sort of look at the prophecy. What does it say? What does it mean? Right. Then look at the geopolitics and look for, you know, is there a way to connect these dots? We were a little bit more conservative than others. We said we can't draw a conclusion. Sure. Now, Vladimir Putin is certainly Gog-esque. If he turns out to be Gog, I don't think either you or I would be surprised. 
but we can't draw a conclusion, right? He, he, you know, he could still be assassinated or die of natural causes or be overthrown. There are a lot of things that could still happen mm-hmm. uh, even before this podcast is, <laughs> is aired, much less in, in yeah. 2023. So we're supposed to pray for our enemies. So we, we ask people to pray for Putin then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ask them to pray for Putin now. But also uh, Iran. Iran is very close to a nuclear weapon, gotten closer and closer. The Americans, the the world at large has not found a way to neutralize that threat. So I think that's another major element. It is interesting, again, in the context of Ezekiel, that Russia and Iran are the dominant geopolitical forces right now that, that are drawing our attention and our concern and our prayers. But, of course, the Abraham Accords have been so exciting, though they didn't happen this year, the continued effect economically, geopolitically, other Arab countries considering maybe we should follow the model of these Abraham Accords countries. So, again, to be in the United Arab Emirates, to be in Bahrain, then to come back here for our first ever Abraham Accords delegation of evangelical leaders, that was exciting. And it's not something that's normal. The last delegations I'd led were pre-COVID. Right. But that also means they happen to have been pre-Abraham Accords. So it's a chance to go and to meet the very leaders that had signed the Accords, that had negotiated the Accords, and are in charge of implementing that. That is not something that normal people get to do. Now, not that we're, well, we are abnormal. I'm I'm abnormal. But what I mean, I didn't mean to say that we're in some special class. I mean, God opened a crazy door that we have no business going through. But he wanted us apparently to see things and hear things so we could report back and let other Christians know it's exciting to see what has happened with the Abraham Accords and and how not only are Arab nations making peace, of course that was several years ago, but other Arab countries are thinking maybe we should join. How is it working? How is trade working? How is tourism working? How is technology transfers working? You know, are the Abraham Accords working and should we follow the Saudis and others? These are exciting. And for us, we got to go boldly go where very few people get to go. We got to go sit with Benjamin Netanyahu, who had negotiated and signed that deal. We sat with uh, uh, Sheikh Abdullah bin Zayed, the foreign minister of the United Arab Emirates, who negotiated and signed that deal. And with other leaders, too. Once again, you're the best pronouncer of names <laughs> I've ever heard, so I appreciate it. Well, when, yeah. you, when you mispronounce to their face, that's embarrassing, so I've been working on that. But I just mean, look, there's nothing special yeah. about you and me or the Joshua Fund. We're flawed people and we're sinners and we don't have power and we don't have great wealth. And we're, But God has opened some crazy doors. We asked him to, but it doesn't mean he had to say yes, right. but he did. And I think he did it so that we as a team, but also... We as a team would understand better what's happening. That, yes, there is hope in this region, even though there's grave danger. But also, these are the results of the prayers of millions and millions of people over decades praying for the peace of this city, of Jerusalem. And we've seen just historic breakthroughs. And I think our job was to see it and then to share it and explain it and help people say, what should we be praying for next? (laughs) If God is going to answer those crazy prayers uh, of peace— what should we pray for now? Well, we have certainly seen God at work this year. And I could go down the list. You know, the the opportunities to pray with the sheikh in, in, yeah, he held in our Abu hands Dhabi, and, prayed exactly. in the name of Jesus. And, you know, the opportunity to literally lift the arms up of our brothers and sisters, pastors here in the land yeah. who've been so discouraged yeah. over COVID. Yeah. And all of these things, God is at work. Joel, I want to thank you for the work of the Joshua Fund. 
Well, thank you for, you know, you've served a lot of amazing global ministries, including our dear friend who, oh, that's what we should say, Brother Andrew, Andrew who went home to be with the Lord. But his legacy is something that you internalize. How do we care for and strengthen what remains? In some of these countries in this region, the church is is really on the rocks. It's really on their, their heels. In other places, and I would say here in Israel, the church is growing. It's moving. The, the Spirit of God is moving very powerfully. But you have a lot of experience, and you were really mentored in many ways and by Brother Andrew in taking his vision forward. And that has been encouraging to me, someone with your experience coming in and being the executive director for the Joshua Fund. Um, and you've helped us think through not just, okay, there's, people have been generous this year and income is up, but the opportunities are up. And the income is not keeping pace with what's possible. And then how do we staff for that? How do we find the right people who can do this unique and very delicate and sensitive ministry? And you have done an amazing job. So I just want to say thank you because that is not a small element of what God has been doing in the ministry this year and in the last several years. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And and thank to our listeners to this podcast, to the men and women who watch Joel's television broadcast, The Rosenberg Report, Thursdays at 9 uh, Eastern Time uh, on TBN. You know, and if you'd like to learn more about the Joshua Fund or any of the work that God is enabling us to do here in the epicenter, go to joshuafund.com. And there you can learn about all the work that we're doing and how you can be involved in this healing work in the epicenter. And of course, If you've heard anything on this podcast you'd like more information on, any of the podcasts we've done in the past, go to our show notes and check out uh, those so that you'll be able to have all of that information right at your fingertips. And as always, for Joel Rosenberg and for the rest of the Joshua Fund staff, we want to say thank you for participating with us in Inside the Epicenter, a podcast of the Joshua Fund. Thank you and God bless. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.